I don't think I have a lot of time. But I need to get this message out to anyone willing to listen. It's going to sound crazy, I know. And I don't even expect anyone to believe me. I just need this to be out there. Maybe one day someone will know why. About 18 hours ago, I got up at the crack of dawn to prepare myself for a routine international business trip. I'm a financial consultant for a sizable company, but it's not really all that relevant. At least I don't think it is. Point being, I regularly take flights to various destinations all over the world to meet with clients. So, I got to the airport, went through security, and got onto the plane without anything unusual happening. The flight was scheduled to be just short of 12 hours, so to prepare, I took some Benadryl to hopefully help me get some sleep. A young couple sat down in the center and window seats in my row. They were kind enough, and the man was wearing a Chelsea jacket. We talked a bit about sports and exchanged small talk as we prepared for the flight. The flight attendants conducted their rounds and not long after the plane began to taxi onto the runway. My mind lingered on the brink of sleep as the plane ascended into the heavens. Maybe an hour or so later, I was awoken to the urge to relieve myself, so I got up and shimmied my way down the aisle to the laboratory. I did my business, but before I left the bathroom, a sudden headache struck me out of nowhere. It was beyond intense, by far the worst headache I've ever had in my life. It felt like someone was jabbing an ice pick between my eyes. I fell to the ground in the cramped room, and felt like my head was about to implode. My mind began to spin and my heart was racing like crazy. I felt a sense of impending doom seep into the very cortex of my being, like I was on the verge of death. I've never really had any history of severe medical issues, but in the moment, I thought I was having an aneurysm or a seizure of some kind. An altogether inexplicable feeling then struck me. The only way I can really describe it was like a wave of chills rolling through my body. It just completely discombobulated my mind for a moment, and suddenly, it felt like everything had just stopped being real. I was seconds away from crying out for help when it suddenly stopped. I felt my mind recompose itself and the headache and other symptoms faded as suddenly as they had arrived. My legs were wobbly, but I managed to regain my footing. Still a bit confused and panicked, but relieved the symptoms had abated. After a couple of minutes, I stepped out of the lavatory and shuffled back towards my seat. The guy I had been speaking to before was no longer there, and only the girl remained, sleeping soundly with her head leaned against the window. She had a mask over her mouth, like one of those medical masks that doctors wear. I sat back down on my seat, wondering where the other guy went, but realizing he probably just went to the bathroom as well. The rest of the flight I felt really odd, like something horrible was going to happen or was already happening. I sort of psyched myself up into a panic as I wondered whether the feeling was a premonition of some kind. It was like all the latches on my mind had suddenly been released, spewing forth a miasma of intrusive thoughts and anxious worries. I drank a bunch of water and popped some more Benadryl, hoping it would be enough to ward off the mindset and calm me down. It got moderately better as time went on and things remained the same. I tried to sleep some more, but every time I closed my eyes, it was like I was seeing something. These horrible, invasive thoughts were just flooding in, and I didn't know how to make them stop. By some miracle, I must have eventually managed to fall back asleep. I guess six or seven Benadryl will do that to you. When I woke up, I was surprised and unbelievably relieved to hear the captain's voice come over the intercom, announcing that would be landing in 20 minutes. 
I breathed a much-needed sigh of relief, but it was short-lived. The man in the seat behind me still wasn't back. His wife then stirred from her sleep, and I decided to ask her, Where's your boyfriend? She cocked an eyebrow at me. Um, he's supposed to pick me up when we land. Why? I froze in that moment, completely at a loss as to what was happening. The girl seemed uncomfortable with my stare, so I just looked away, racking my brain for a logical explanation. You know, you're supposed to wear your mask for the entire flight. Not trying to be a Karen or anything, but the flight attendants might get mad at you. I didn't even know how to begin processing the words she told me. Who the hell is Karen? I have an extra one if you need it. She began fumbling in the back underneath the seat, and soon pulled out a medical mask, holding it toward me. It's not been used, don't worry. Fresh pack. I just took it, saying thanks but nothing else. I then looked around the plane and sure enough, every single passenger I could see was wearing a similar mask. Even the flight attendant collecting trash in the aisle was wearing one. I didn't understand what was happening. That last 20 minutes of the flight was the longest of my entire life. My mind was reeling to try and process what the hell was going on. I kept feeling like something was watching me. The shadows in the corner of the cabin seemed to twist and conspire against me, like there was something sinister hidden just outside my peripheries waiting to strike. The plane finally touched down a little while later, and I had never been so relieved in all my life. My behavior was probably a bit rude as I cut past several other travelers to exit the plane quicker. I just wanted to be out of there as soon as possible. I stepped out of the tunnel and into the main concourse, where that familiar sign was displayed once more for the new travelers. Welcome to Japan. We hope you enjoy your stay. I didn't recognize the second stanza being there from my memories of previous trips, but that was the least of my concerns. By that point, I just wanted to get to the hotel and relax for a bit. I wanted to call my wife as well, but since they don't allow that before customs, I had to wait. Everyone I saw was wearing masks, so I decided it'd be in my best interest to just continue wearing mine as well. I got to the customs agent and begrudgingly waiting a good 20 minutes before finally being called up to a window. The booth agent greeted me with friendly eyes and a masked smile as I handed her my passport and declaration form. I watched her look them over and her head tilted slightly to the side, as if she were confused about something. She glanced between me and my passport several times before holding it out to face me. Can you remove your mask, please? I was more than happy to oblige, as those damn things really make your face hot. Her eyes shot between me and the passport several times, but her confusion didn't diminish. If anything, it only grew more pronounced. This is... where you're from? She asked, pointing to the name of my country on the document. I nodded, hoping to get through the ordeal as quickly as possible. It seems it really wasn't my lucky day, as the next thing I know, I was surrounded by four men. They politely yet firmly suggested that I step away with them, and since I couldn't really say no, I agreed and followed them. The eyes of the other travelers stared inquisitive daggers into my neck as I went. The men opened a small windowless room and beckoned me inside. I thought then that maybe I could call my lawyer, but just hoped the situation would be sorted out without that hassle. One of the customs agents asked where I was from, and I told them the truth. They eyed each other with confused glances. Another man then stepped forward, brandishing my passport and opening it to the page with my picture. This is you, yes? 
I nodded. He flipped through the booklet, and I saw the stamps of dozens of other places I had visited throughout the years. That seemed to confuse them even more. How did you get these? He asked. Because I've been there before. How else? My tone heightened in irritation. I tried to swallow it back down, knowing it wouldn't help the situation. With this, I nodded. The men then looked at one another before a third man stepped in. He appeared like the more senior agent. He snagged the passport from the other man and looked it over for a moment. His stern eyes then wandered back to me. This document appears official. You have proper format, registry, and even a collection of stamps proving you have used it before. The only problem is this. He pointed to the name of my home country. This is not a registered sovereign state within our records. This country does not exist. I couldn't help but scoff and stammer for a moment in confusion. What? What do you mean it doesn't exist? I was just there this morning. The man seemed unconvinced, and I offered to prove it by calling someone back home. They were hesitant, but eventually they agreed. I took my phone out and dialed my branch manager. The number you have dialed is not currently registered. Please try your call again. I nearly dropped my phone. I tried dialing others, my wife, a few co-workers, the front desk, my own mother. None of them worked. None of them went through. Well, okay, one or two worked, but the people that answered were strangers and didn't know what I was talking about. What the hell is going on? I sat back down in my chair, mind beginning to spin similar to how it did on the plane. One of the agents began to say something. I looked to him and recoiled in my chair. His face was gone. Replaced only by shadow. I stumbled back, slamming into the wall behind me. The men jumped up from the table, eyeing me with odd, contorted faces while they raised their non-lethal stun guns in defense. I just pressed my hands to my face, and I tried to make it stop. Sir, are you okay? One of them asked, and I felt a hand touch my shoulder. Slowly, I lowered my hands and found that things had returned to normal. I apologized profusely to the men and told them it had been a long flight and I was severely exhausted. They asked me a few more questions, but none of us were able to make sense of the situation. Luckily for me, they were kind and patient, viewing me less like a threat and more like a curious anomaly. I'm guessing they'd never really come across someone with a situation like mine. After all, if I was some terrorist or something and made myself a fake passport, then why the hell would I choose a country of origin that didn't exist? I'd have to be the dumbest terrorist in the world to do that. After about an hour of interrogation, we weren't any closer to figuring things out. The agents told me they could not yet grant me access into Japan, but they offered to put me up for the night in the airport's hotel while they tried to sort things out. I was just happy to be leaving that room, and the prospect of finally getting some sleep was more alluring than anything by that point. They escorted me all the way there, which would have been slightly intimidating, but they did not seem overtly hostile. If anything, they were every bit as confused and interested in my case as I was. We had just left the terminal, when something curbside caught my eye. I nearly jumped as I saw yet another shadowy silhouette looming in the distance. This time... It looked clearer than before, yet still, there was next to no features. Just a blank, human-shaped hole in reality. No one else seemed to notice or be concerned by its presence. But the longer I stared at it, the more consumed with panic I became. 
I desperately hoped it was just some strange side effect of me being exhausted, but I think part of me knew the truth. The posse of agents finally got me checked in and led me to a hotel room. They told me they were going to continue to investigate and meet with me the following morning. I thanked them and apologized for the whole situation, and closed the door behind them. Two of them stood guard outside, and it was implied that I was not allowed to go anywhere. I wanted to do nothing more than fall asleep then, but I knew I couldn't. I dialed my wife for like the fifteenth time, but again, the number was unlisted. I texted too, but got essentially the same response. Desperate for answers, I turned to the internet and tried finding her or anyone I could possibly contact. There was nothing. There was no official record of my home country ever existing. But there was something similar. I don't know how I even stumbled across it, but apparently, back in the 1950s, a man landed in Tokyo with a story eerily similar to my own. He was from a different country than me, one that I have never heard of either. Other than that, he had a virtually identical experience with the customs agents, right up until the point where they put him up in a hotel for the night. I tried verifying the story, but from what I was able to gather, no one really regarded it as more than fiction. There was no actual documentation of the event actually happening. Despite that, I found it incredibly odd and horrifying how similar to my case it was. The story ended with the man inexplicably disappearing from the hotel by the time the agents returned the next day. I spent hours researching everything I could find about it. Somehow I managed to get sidetracked when an unrelated article in a web search caught my eye. It was something about the 9-11 memorial parade. I had no idea what that was, and searched the term only to find literally hundreds of stories involving a terrorist attack almost 20 years ago. Almost 3,000 people were killed by hijacked passenger planes crashing into the Twin Towers of Lower Manhattan. I'm sure anyone reading this is thinking, yeah, duh, we all know about it. After all, it was a historic tragedy which altered the United States of America forever. I don't mean to sound disrespectful when I say this, but I have absolutely no memory of this ever happening. I'm 38 years old, I would have been alive when it happened, but I don't remember a thing. If someone would have asked me about this event, I'd have denied all knowledge of it, because to me, it never happened. Something clicked in my mind then, and on a hunch, I began to search for other historic events. There were more inconsistencies, and it didn't take long to pinpoint them. The Soviet Union collapsing in 1991, the moon landing by the Americans in 1969, the nuclear bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, LeBron James signing with the Lakers, Wayne Gretzky passing Gordie Howe's point record, France winning the World Cup in 2018, and Nelson Mandela being released from prison in 1990. All things which did not happen, or happen differently than how I remember them. Apparently, the reason everyone is wearing face masks now is because of a global pandemic that is currently going on. Once again, I'm sure anyone reading this is all too familiar with it, as it seems like it's been going on for quite a while. But once again, where I come from, this event doesn't exist. I think I understand what had happened now. All the inconsistencies and blurs of memory pointed to one thing. It sounds completely insane, I know, but those events never happened. Not in my world, anyways. But then again, I'm not in my world anymore. I'm in yours. The men that stood guard outside the door are gone now. 
but I'm not alone. Those shadowy things that I've seen, demons, phantoms, whatever they are, they're right outside the door now, waiting for me. They're here to take me, just like they took the man in that other story. I can't prove that's what happened to him, but I'd be willing to bet everything I have on it. Maybe I somehow broke the laws of reality and entered an alternate timeline or parallel universe. I don't know about your world, but my world has yet to prove anything like that even exists. But I don't know how else to explain this. Maybe those shadowy fiends are like some kind of police. Maybe they're after me because I was never supposed to be here. I can hear them whispering outside the door, but I can't understand what they're saying. I know they're waiting for me to fall asleep, and I am so very tired. I see no other option than to give in. Either I'll wake up from this horrible nightmare in the world I came from, or I won't wake up at all. I know I won't be able to outrun them, and any attempt I make to flee would only prolong the inevitable and torment my mind. I don't know how this happened, why I'm here, what it means in the grand scheme of things. I suppose this will be the last time anyone hears from me, and I truly hope that my presence is not in some way detrimental to your world. I didn't mean to come here. I never wanted this. If you ever discover a way, please tell my wife, Yenna, and daughter Allison that I love them both dearly. I don't suppose I'll get the chance myself. Please, somebody, find out how this happened and prevent it from ever happening again. It's all I can ask now. My name is Anders Liam Lemarison. And I just want to go back to my home, Agravia, the country I love, and the one that doesn't exist.